0: Yo, what's good? This is Logan Murdoch, and this is The Real Ones. We recorded an episode earlier, but we need a topper because Chris Paul is a Phoenix Sun. Wow. So we couldn't get Chris Paul, and we couldn't get Raja because he's out there like fighting wild alligators off the coast of Florida. So we got the second most important Chris on the planet. We got Chris Ryan of The Ringer. What's popping, bro?
1: I'm short. I like telling people what to do, and I can sometimes get myself into a bad mood. So I'm basically Chris Paul. Yeah. Do you flop? <laughs> In certain circumstances, yes. Yeah. Okay, totally. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Chris Paul is a son.
1: Yeah, we knew that. We we kind of had a feeling we, that was going to happen.
0: We had a bit of a feeling that was going to happen, but it pairs him with Devin Booker. I just want to read a tweet from a friend of the show, Kendrick Perkins, who said. Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden with coach Monty Williams makes the Suns a top five team in the West. Carry on. Do you agree with Big Perk? No. About this trade?
1: No, (laughs) I do not. I mean, I think it makes the Suns more interesting. Mm. And I like this idea of later period CP3 getting paid $40 million to go around and like do kind of like extreme home makeover on teams. And, yeah. you know, you just be walk in and be like, you have a good bones of a house here, but I'm going to knock this wall down so you can open up the kitchen floor plan. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's what I think he's kind of his his sort of later period career. I hope he goes to a new team every season and a half now. This is kind of cool. Run, he's
0: renovating. He's renovating kitchens right now. He's putting up stuff. He's he's painting the walls. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's a new couch coming in.
1: But, you know, so everybody was high on the suns given the way they played in the bubble. Rightly so. I think that they had a good vibe to them with the players that they had. Yeah, They probably felt like they were a piece or two away from being serious contenders. Chris Paul definitely legitimizes this team. Does he make them drastically better?
0: Yes, he does. The reason why I think he makes them drastically better is in the way that he made the, um, the Thunder drastically better. I see this as another situation of quite like OKC where you have a bunch of guys that you probably think is... Maybe a 10, nine seed at best. Chris Paul makes them at least a six seed in my mind. Just with, I hate to use the word intangibles, but the intangibles, the smarts, and the game. Last year was a bit of a Chris Paul redemption story, right? Mm -hmm. Where, um, you know, he has the time in Houston. It doesn't really work out with him and James. He gets traded to OKC Thunder, and they wind up beating the Rockets. You know what I mean? But that was in large part of Chris Paul. I'm kind of liking this Chris Paul little redemption story that we got going on here, you know, and I'm curious to see what that does. I think it's going to be a repeat of um, last year with the Thunder where, yeah, the team's probably supposed to be a 10 seed, but Chris Paul makes them into a six, maybe a five seed. Maybe they go to the second round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for him because the other version of this story is playing out the rest of his days in Charlotte or Orlando or the Knicks and kind of getting hitting your head on the ceiling of the Eastern Conference first round or something like that. And I don't think anybody really won. I mean, I I think no matter how you feel about Chris Paul, like you have to respect what he's done for the game and respect his career and really hope that he gets as many shots at a ring as possible. I don't know if Phoenix is that, but it feels like a much more relevant third act of your career to be playing in these scenarios than to yeah. just be wiling away somewhere like Atlanta or Washington and I, no disrespect to the I-95 teams. I'm just saying like, it, it's, it's cool to see him do that. I, so who do you think here, if you're, if you're like, okay, Woj definitely credited Robert Sarver with pulling off this deal, which while I know James Jones is there in Phoenix, you know, like they they have a very um, hands-on own, owner in Phoenix with Sarver. Who do you think got out, made out better in this deal? I mean, rega- obviously like Phoenix is going to probably be the better team next year, but yeah. so we, we got, who do we have going back the other way? We have Kelly, Kelly Oubre, Oubre.
0: Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, Jalen, a couple other guys in draft compensation, but.
1: Well, the draft compensation is important though, because it's a first in the, it's a protected first in the 2022 draft, which is a double draft, right? Like, yes. so that is, that's the money right there. And now Sam Presti is sitting on 16 first-round picks over six years. So, like, Sam Presti can pretty much, like, call his shot right now. 16 first-round picks, he just did. He can
0: trade for ad- assets again. Like, he can trade for another Paul George-type player. He can trade for, you know, to pair alongside SGA. Or, you know, he could. he's shown that, I mean, I don't know, he did draft a guy by the name of... Um, Russell Westbrook, you know, uh-huh. James Harden. He, uh-huh. He's, he, he's, he's a pretty good drafter. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think that long term, I think the Thunder do better. I'm still not sold on Phoenix's infrastructure just yet. I'm just not. Um, yeah. I think that Chris Paul could be a one-year, maybe a two-year guy if they just think about flipping him again and I'm just it still comes down to Deandre Ayton and Devin Booker long term for me and I just I don't I don't see that just yet just being a contender right now without Chris Paul's size. I think Chris Paul makes him a 6 seed, but if you take him off the team then I just don't I don't see it.
1: So, one thing that I thought was interesting is that last year when Chris Paul went to the Thunder, they essentially like redid the entire team on the fly. They bring in SGA, yeah. they bring in you know, they have Gallinari in place. They they bring in Chris Paul. They they have Steven Adams. But for the most part, they remade that entire roster. This mm-hmm. Phoenix team has some sense of identity. They had some sense of accomplishment. I think even going where they went uh, in the bubble with with the undefeated bubble run. Do you think that there's any chance that this is the bad version of CP3 Extreme Home Makeover? where he comes in and he starts breaking people's balls in practice and yelling at DeAndre Ayton for not like rolling harder to the rim or for screwing up on defense and barking at these guys and that the good vibes that Phoenix had disappear. Uh, You're pausing because that scenario seems plausible. Yeah, it does.
0: I think I'm curious to see what it does with Devin Booker, right? Because this is Devin Booker's show. Mm-hmm. For la- for lack of a better, this is his team. But inherently, with a CP three, CP three is going to make this his team no matter what. Like that's just the type of guy he is. So I'm curious about that friction because you know Devin's been there for a minute. It's his city, it's his team, and then you all of a sudden you have an older guy who's like, "Hey, yo, check this out. This is how you do things. This mm-hmm. is this is how you're supposed to do things. This is how I'm going to run this team." I'm curious about that though. But I'm not so much for DeAndre Ayton. I'm more so for Devin Booker. Yeah. If, if how it's going to affect him.
1: Chris Paul was able to seamlessly work with Schroeder and SGA and have that sort of three headed monster in the backcourt. And that was awesome. But those guys were also all really committed to playing good defense. I think, I think that was like part of the reason why that backcourt worked is that the three of those guys were uh, essentially a defense first backcourt and that's not necessarily Booker's signature or
0: Aiden's, Uh, but also (laughs) it's a, it's a mindset though. I mean, I think if you're held accountable, you can at least try on the defensive end. And I think that Chris Paul is going to hold them accountable. We do have a reaction from Roger Bell. He just came in with the reaction. So we're going to listen to that, and we're going to react to the reaction. Shasta, play the sound.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, sons, I see you, James Jones. CP3 to the desert. I think it's a nice move, man, pairing him with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I think it's a great fit in terms of skill sets and... A guy that can kind of set the table for those guys, get them some easy buckets so they don't necessarily have to work as hard, although they're both gifted with the ball. And if either one of them shouldn't be cooking, CP3 can go out there and and carry on his own. I think it's a really good look. Plus, I'm not even mentioning, I probably should, his presence in the locker room as kind of a tutor or mentor, if you will, to those guys trying to take that next step into another level of stardom uh, is only going to be helpful. So, I think it's a good move for the Suns. Well done, James Jones. Kudos. (laughs) Kudos.
1: Well done. <laughs> Sounded like a Chicago well sa- Chicago sausage salesman. Yeah, well done to you, sons. Well done, well done, well done. So one thing while I was listening
0: to that sound is that also this gives a great opportunity for Devin Booker to play off the ball, which is something that we've been trying to see for a minute. Just put him in that two spot, see what he can do when he doesn't have to be that little hybrid point guard role. I know they try to do that Ricky Rubio, but let's just be honest, Chris Paul is a better player than Ricky Rubio. And yeah. to have a threat like that, to keep Book off ball and be a guard and just focus on scoring, that'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, for sure. I want to ask you really quickly about the Thunder situation. I don't know if that matters at all, but if you're, if so, if you're SGA and you, you hear this news, are you like, cool, it's my team now. And we've got the cavalry coming from the next six drafts, or we could package these guys and trade for one of my friends. If I, if I ever go to Presty and I'm like, I'd really like to be paired with Kentucky player X. You know, from the Calipari fraternity, or are you like, man, this team is just always gonna be doing two steps forward, one step back?
0: No, I think the, the I think it's the first one that we could trade for anybody that I want because Presty's done a, such a good job of being aggressive, but also being measured. Right, like mm-hmm. when Kevin left, right, he had he got a Victor Oladipo, and Victor Oladipo, he flipped that for Paul George, right? Mm-hmm. But when Paul George, when it was time to let go of Paul George, traded him, got a ton of picks. And Chris Paul. (laughs) And Chris Paul. Then came back, traded Russ. Yeah, got Chris Paul and got a host of picks from that, right? He has told the line between being aggressive and being measured. And I think that if I'm SGA, I'm chilling right now because I know that he's going to make a move for the betterment of the team. He's not just going to sit on those picks.
1: This is the weird trade where I feel like everybody's happy. I think that the Thunder got a lot for a guy who, just by the math, is on the downslope. He's 36.
0: And I think they're going to be competitive. I mean, Kelly Oubre is a really good player. You know what I mean? And I, and I trust I trust what Presti's doing. They might not make the playoffs this year, but I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to be entertaining. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But it was really good to have you on, Chris. Man, come course, on the show man. some other time, All man. The time.
1: Not just not just this, this time, a big, you know what I mean? Big fan. I, you I'm know, more you're than a friend a of the real man. ones. I'm happy to come on and just chat. You know, I'm, I'm more than just news reactions.
0: Come shoot the shit with us, man. All right? We're going to have to go to a break real quick, and we are going to go to the full episode of The Real Ones. Thank you so much for coming on, G. You
1: got it, man.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or... Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. is popping welcome to another edition of the real ones this is logan murdoch i'm here with Raja bell we having a little conversation about weather he is in florida i'm up in the bay it just got a little cold up here in the bay Raja. like cold, a little cold. cold cold is cold is waking up to like 57 degrees okay chilly yeah you know, a little chilly, chilly right yeah. right it's it's the beginning of like hoodie weather which i love you know what I mean, but it makes for really cold houses. Listen,
2: you know what I mean. Fifty-seven degrees in Florida. You just said hoodie weather. That's full ski suit weather, dog. Like we are in full beanies, um, Canada j- jackets. <laughs> yeah, straight up, like snorkel <laughs> jackets, the whole nine. I don't. I, I don't know, man. Like we talked.
0: We just talked about this offline. I don't. I don't like Florida, bro. I don't like Florida. I don't like Florida weather. I just we like like we just saw. There's the weather, and then in the, in the real ones the group chat. I put it in the chat in the that chat. there was this big motherfucking alligator that was walking casually through the neighborhood. The weather sucks. And then you have alligators. The weather Is that sucks. normal? Did you really that just normal? say
2: what well, the gators are like the, the wildlife down here is it's really dangerous. Like you don't get caught slipping again near a freshwater body of water or taking a stroll through the damn Everglades. But like, if you know, you know, so just stay the fuck away from it. Um, but in terms of the weather, I, w- I would challenge the Bay having any smoke for Florida. If you told me, <laughs> like, if you told me Southern Cal or, or something like that, we can talk Phoenix area all through the winter. I can have that conversation. Um, but dog, like, our coldest is, is, you know, we might get 58 on like two days a year. That's it. And it's sunny. I mean, a lot of rain, though, but I exactly, that's another thing. The rain, and
0: I hate humidity, bro. If you're telling me to go to a beach city, or somewhere on the beach, I can go to. I would go to L.A. a million times out of a million over Miami. But or, the water is
2: cold. Like the L.A. water is cold and brown. Like we have clear water and it's warm. Yeah, what you? I mean, if you cry, what the baby going to do? Like, yeah, there's some humidity. I mean, shit. I'm cool, bro. I'm, i I think that the California has way better weather than Florida. I, I like Cali weather. I'm not going front. But I, you know what I'm Southern saying? Southern Cal. I can't get down with the dreary. Um, like if I want that, I'm gonna go to Seattle or Portland, dog. The Bay. I lived in the Bay. Like I was up in Piedmont. I was I was running the streets of Piedmont when See, I was there's a young.
0: There's something. Buck. There's something. There's something a bit you you wouldn't you wouldn't understand because you're an outsider, bro. And actually, actually, Sasha, do you have your mic real quick? Sasha, come on real quick. This is our producer, Sasha. She spent some. She spent some time. She went to Cal Berkeley. She spent some time in the Bay. I, I brought some ammo here. You are an outsider. You wouldn't understand what it's like to have to wake up and it's cloudy. And there's a little romanticism to that, bro. There's a little like vibe that you that you like when you're just going on a stroll. It's a, you got your Patagonia on and you're going to get some coffee in the morning, bro. You wouldn't understand that being in Florida. You wouldn't get that, bro. Putting it snuggling up with the hoodie weather. Sasha, back me up on this, please.
3: Yes, I'm with you. I like the clouds. I like the rain. And I'd hate the humidity. I grew up in St. Louis, so I know what that's like. It's not like I'm just a complete, you know, dodo, but... I have to say, say it. Florida beaches say it. really are so much better than SoCal Bro. beaches. Bro. <laughs> it's not even a question. Not
2: hey, Logan, I, how do you I, feel? You just brought in your closer. Sasha, and she hey, won the game hey, for me, it's dog. It's Look, like Sasha, said, Sasha, I'm talking about beaches. Sasha, when, I ta- when I'm
3: talking about being in Florida full time, that's not for me.
2: It's all got to factor in, though, Sasha. It's not It's all got to factor in. Like no, that gray, no. that gray. I mean, it's an equation. It's a delicate balance, right? Because that gray you speak of, I too don't mind waking up somewhere. You know, like <laughs> in the Bay Area or Portland or Seattle. Like, it's, there's some charm to waking up gray out. Like, go get my cup of coffee. Warms my bones. Like, I, I fuck with that for <laughs> like a week. For like a uh, week, and then I come, come on, bro. Come okay. on, bro. No, no. Okay. Like, I'm saying, here's come the thing on, like, bro. you can't take Florida, my come Florida, on, bro. Florida,
0: Florida. <laughs> Florida and the South in general, I might get some pushback because, you know, everybody's particular about what the South is. But the South and Florida in general, bro, I hate humidity and I hate being outside at like one in the morning and I'm sweating for no reason, bro.
3: I like Where cold Where do you evenings. do that? It's always cold in the evening in the Bay. And I really love that. Like if, if you don't really want to be like if you're in the... This is particular, but if you're in like the club, this is not happening right now. But if you are in the club or you're somewhere, you're in a bar and you, it's super sweaty, and then you go outside in the yeah. bay, you're like, in the brisk, it's <sighs> brisk. Like it's, and it's July, bro.
2: And that's July. Listen, man, I'm, I'm just gonna, I can respect all of that. I am a, a well traveled um, NBA vet. So I love, <laughs> I love a lot of cities for their weather. I'm saying, I had a choice. To retire in a lot of cities, and I chose Florida because, like, I'm going to be outside. I like outside activities, and yes, it's a little hot, and the state taxes don't hurt either. Bam, damn, are you just gonna do me like that? Okay, mm. All right, I'm just saying, bro. That did you not I mean? hurt. That did not hurt. Hey, that, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: all right, all, all right, right, for sure. But I'm still saying California, and you know the background. You feel me? Bay Area is the is the, is the way to go over over Florida. I'm sorry, it just is what it is.
3: And I'm just gonna go and say it, East Bay.
2: East, East, Bay. East
0: Bay, All right,
2: Sasha. Okay, I feel you. I'm. East I ain't gonna argue. now? To you, right? All right.
3: East Bay is a little. East Bay is better, right? Because it's a little warmer and you don't have the fog.
2: Definitely. Absolutely. 100. percent Yeah. I'm e- still repping Piedmont.
3: <laughs> the <laughs> mud. Do you don't. don't <laughs> you don't have to do that. I promise. The they'll, they'll be don't.
2: Please. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's get to the show, man.
2: Let's
0: get let's get to the chat.
2: The chat. What time is All right. Well, what's hap- what's what's happening is is like there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to be happening. Is it actually happening? I was just about to ask
0: you, man, because you know you you you're our intrepid uh Nets guy. The mm-hmm. um James Harden, will he or won't he leave the Houston Rockets? That's the big question. Now there's been some conflicting reports out there. The mm-hmm. Athletic and uh, Shams and my, my my guy, Kelly Eco, they reported that James Harden is reportedly lo- – is not reportedly, that he's locked into this season, that he's locked in with the Rockets, right? Right. Then there was some reporting from ESPN and Wode saying that, you know, they're not looking to trade James Harden, but if he were to um, want to trade – the Brooklyn Nets are a prime destination because of Kevin Durant, who obviously they're still fr- they they are they, they go way back, um, and Kyrie Irving, and the, just the, the load of assets that Brooklyn has that can that can trade for uh, James. Now on the Houston Chronicle, they're saying that James wants out, that James Harden wants out. Mm-hmm. First off, Raja, what do you think about? these rumors and what do you think about uh james harden if this is all the case um him going to brooklyn
2: the rumors uh, i wouldn't doubt that james harden w- wants out like what's transpired with the with the rockets over the last i mean i don't know 18 months uh has just kind of spoken to like a lack of 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 direction and just kind of swinging for 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 whatever was out there. I mean, I, and I, to some degree, I understand what was taking place there. Like they were trying to really maximize that window that they figured they had. And so you go out and you take a swing at Russ and then, um, you know, Mike and, the, and 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 company go to small ball after they lose Capella. Like there were, but all of it is like in disarray. Can you dig what I'm saying? So if I'm James Harden yeah. sitting back um, and then there were rumors that they really wanted Ty Lue and you went with Steven Silas, although I think Steven Silas is a great coach, um, if I'm James Harden and I'm watching that, I'm like, Ooh, this mm, not, not looking great. Not directionally. Where are we going? Like, what is this looking like? And and to me, it would look like we're, you know, we deem the window to be semi-closed at least. And we're going to start, you know, infrastructurally building for, for the future, but that doesn't serve me if I'm James Harden. So I'm not surprised that you would hear that James Harden is, is interested in leaving. The, and And I'm not surprised that Brooklyn would be mentioned from James Harden's camp as a place that he would want to go. Like, Two stars, um, you know, hunger there to to come back off of injury, and, and for Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they kind of align with James Harden want for a championship. I don't know that that works though. Um, Me either. Yeah, I mean, you t- I mean, look all fantastic players, Logan. Like I'm not going to argue with that, but damn, they all need the ball, bro. I don't see this hap- I don't see this working. I don't
0: know if it'll happen or not. I don't see this working unless you trade Kyrie to Houston. I don't see those three ball dominant players like that, right? Right. And obviously we know that Kevin has played with Superstars before and Golden State, obviously. But the difference there is there was just one other ball dominant player there. Absolutely. And that was Steph Curry, right? right? Um, that needed the ball. You could, you could, Draymond doesn't need the ball. Klay doesn't need the ball. He can get off, catch, and shoot, right? I don't see that with the with the Nets. You talk about a guy with like James Harden who just takes the ball at the top of the key, brings the ball down, and takes all that time off the shot clock. And then you see Kyrie Irving, who needs the ball in his hands to be successful. And then you have Kevin Durant, who's pro- who's historically better than both of these guys, mm-hmm. just standing around. Right? Yep. I don't see I don't see that. I don't see that working. But with with Houston. I agree with you with uh, how James Harden might feel. Right, this league is all about familiarity, and nobody from nobody of power from the time he got traded there is is in the building anymore. Daryl Moore is not in the building anymore. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is not in the building anymore. Russell Westbrook, who we're going to get to in a second, wants to dip. Right, you are that is your team. But come on, man, everything is all about familiarity. Nobody, he's like the Will Smith dude. He's like the Will Smith meme. Where I don't know, you ain't on Twitter, you don't know nothing about this. But the final scene of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, when he's in the house just all alone looking around, that's James Harden right now. (laughs) So I don't see this. I mean, I I see why James Harden would would want
2: out, but I don't see it being in Brooklyn, bro. I don't see it working in Brooklyn. You 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 hit the nail on the head. I'm not so sure that Brooklyn wouldn't try to pull the trigger, but I would be. I if I were if I were counseling anyone there, I would be really. I, I I'd I'd be very cautious about that. That would be my that would be my advice to that when those three were healthy the last time that was what um 18 19 regular season was that right is that correct yeah same yeah. yeah um top 15 all three of them in usage rate um that that doesn't to your point like big 3s take take place and 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 they work one of that three has to submit um for, and and and, and you sacrifice his personal game for the rest of the team. It's always happened. Dog, we're talking Kevin Love. And Kevin Love wasn't the guy that you know in Minnesota. Like that wasn't winning championships, but those numbers, he was a he was a number one in the NBA, getting a lot of numbers. Um yeah. Chris Bosch, the same in Toronto. Um, you know, those things have to take you have to take that backseat. It was organic in Golden State because Clay and Draymond can be off the ball as much as they are. But you put three dudes in there that need the rock like that, it's not going to. And I am from, from my man Steve's perspective, as a first-time head coach, that's, that's a lot of shit to deal with. Here's the thing. You're
0: talking about one player having to take a back seat throughout all these times. It's going to have to be Kyrie. I mean, it is. That's not happening and that's not happening but it's like in a perfect world it's going to be have to be Kyrie because he's not better than James Harden he's not better than
2: Kevin Durant that's but that's not going to happen happening listen what happens with Kyrie it's really interesting is like Kyrie to some degree like mb you, you you and i would sit back and and the average nba fan would sit back and be like yeah uh James Harden better than Kyrie um Kevin Durant better than Kyrie and and like yeah, there's a good argument to be made for that. But Kyrie is so talented, dog, that when NBA guys get in the gym with him, yeah, and see what he does every day, I'm not saying that they don't believe that they're not better than him, but it ain't that clear because he's really really special. Like But that's so, also
0: why you yeah, that's also why you see him in the finals making all those shots and just doing crazy stuff. That's not the thing. His highs are really high, but his lows
2: don't balance out. No, I'm with you, but what I'm saying is that they're in lies some uncertainty as to like who takes the back seat, right? Because if you're in there with them every day and you're like, damn, dog, look at what this, look what he does with the ball. Um, Those lines have to be clearly like, and then the roles have to be clearly established. You know what I mean? We talk about that all the time, Logan. And when they're not, and you have three alphas out there who all need the ball, um, it's a recipe for disaster. If it's not very, very clear that Logan is taking the back seat to Raja and Sasha, or Raja is taking the backseat to Logan I mean, I, and Sasha. I am, you know? I am taking the back seat
0: to, to Raja and Sasha. <laughs> but like can, that's just you, what it is.
2: You know what I'm saying, though, right? Like that's that's sure. it's really tough. So I agree with you. And and you know, ain't nobody asked me. So you know, I uh, but if I were advising in Brooklyn, I'd be like, yo, dog, dang. I
0: feel like you have all these assets. Do you if you're in the Brooklyn Nets? Do you just want to see how this goes, like, at least for a little bit? You haven't seen um, the roster. You haven't seen Kyrie and Kevin even play yet together. Do you want to see that first before you make a drastic trade? Or do you, would you just say, get it over, Willis? If we have a chance to get James, we just go get James.
2: Well, again, I'm on record. As, as I don't think James is the best fit there, not because there's anything wrong with James, but I just think the fit isn't great with those two guys. So if you gave me a, a more complimentary piece, in my opinion— with Kyrie and Kevin uh, Durant? I would make the move. Like, you know, it's, it's it, like I'd make it. Um, I just, you know, again, I'm not so sure that James is that piece, but I would not be worried about sitting back watching and seeing what I got. I, I know that they they feel like there's, there's, you know, there are moves that could be made that really help them, I think. And, and from the conversations I had, it kind of revolved around, you know, leadership, toughness, like and, and stuff like that. So there are pieces out there that I think they would want to get um if they could. Yeah,
0: there's also and we're going to get to to um I want to get to Russell Westbrook in a second, but I think it, this James Harden thing and this this Russell thing who just who Russell Westbrook who just requested a trade. Um what do you think about these players having this much um uh, or forcing their way out, right? Or forcing these types of big moves. Um we saw this with Paul George, we saw this with even in free agency with um uh, LeBron and, Ka- and, and, uh, and Kawhi and all these players. Do you like the players? I mean, you are a player. Do you like the players having this much power to force their way out? At first, I didn't. Um, Even as a player, you didn't.
2: Well, I, I was, you know, you were kind of brainwashed as a player, like for lack of a better way to put it. Like we, we were brought up where, you know, under an old system, there wasn't a lot of player movement when I grew up watching the NBA. And so I was used to seeing my stars be you know, almost lifers with their with their team, or at least until the tread was off the tire and then they'd wind up finishing somewhere else. That's just what I was used to watching. So it was uncomfortable for me at the start. Um, but that went away pretty quickly. And and so I'm all for players leveraging the position that they have, the the uh, you know, the even if it's not to leave the team and just hold the team um you know, accountable. Make sure that they're building the roster around you the way that you want to build, like LeBron did in Cleveland uh, for the last couple of years on the one-year deal. I, I like the idea of players understanding what what kind of power they have and, and leveraging that. I have no problem. The, the NBA's been healthy. I don't. I don't care what the owners go in there and say and bargaining that the smaller markets and the NBA's been great, man. Like it's it's been fantastic to watch the last few years. So I'm in. When did you When did you
0: uh, get to the point where you were like, "This is fine," versus? players
2: shouldn't be able to do this Uh, when did when did you get when did you switch it was in that first probably year like i mean look when when it first started happening again like and i'm admitting it was a little brainwashed a little bit like uh, to 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 not really be on the player side even if i was a player like do you know what i mean like it was it was it was an interesting uh feeling for me but really quickly like i was like bro what the like what the fuck like these dudes drop us, they, you know, they cut us, they ship us off after we've just had babies, like any number of things. They don't care. We're commodities to them. Like I've had these conversations yeah. behind closed doors. Dollar with assets. We are, we are. And, and, and that's fine. We make a lot of money or we, I made a lot of money to do that. And guys are making even more astronomical figures now. I'm okay with that. But then mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, if I have some power and some leverage in a situation, I'd be damned if I'm not using it and I won't hold that against anybody.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get that. People do have the argument, well, and I guess this comes from the owners. Well, why, why you know, if you guys don't give us a commitment, we can't build around you. But I think that's just like, just do your job,
2: man. Like, this is just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yes, there's the, look, it's life in the city, as my uncle likes to say. Like, what, that's the business that you're in. The same way you would look at me and tell me after trading me away, hey, man, it's just business. No shit. It's just business. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of just business.
0: Russell Westbrook always also wants out of Houston. He has a ridiculous contract. Shout out to player empowerment and <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Get into the bag. He has 40 million, 41 million this year, 44, 44 million 2021-22, 47. 47 million 22-23. Shout out to Russ for getting into the bag. No doubt, but he's going to be 31 next season. By the end of this deal, he's going to be 33 years, 33, 34 years old. Right? This isn't a young guy who. This isn't a young guy, and he relies heavily on athleticism. Can't shoot particularly well. Yeah. Can't really. You know, he could score. He could fill up the stat sheet. But we all all know the conundrum of Russell Westbrook. Do you take him on? With that, because I'm gonna just say I wouldn't. Who am with I? Those, with the, Who with are those, you? Who are you? Are you anyone? You're anyone? Okay, no, no. Okay, we have names. Let's go names. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some names at you. If you could do this as a team, the 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 Orlando Magic. Interesting.
2: Um, I'm just This
0: I, is coming. I got some of these names also from. I just want to shout them out. Dan Devine wrote a really good piece on Russell Westbrook. You guys should check it out. Um, and these are some of the names that he uh, put in it, into his his his. Uh, his column. So go check that out. But the first name is the Orlando Magic.
2: I might if I were the Orlando Magic. Hmm. I might. I mean, I you have to forgive me. I know we're an NBA pod. I don't know their entire roster like, and, and, and I haven't evaluated but how I, they but fit. But it's
0: fine. It's also a free agency and it's also, and I, I, I think it's the preference of like, this isn't a, this is a s- relatively small market team. This yes. isn't like the,
2: you know what I mean? So, and who doesn't just get star power? They don't get star power and they're like, you know, they're young but lacking like, that guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't have the guy. Not that, you know, Russ hasn't proven that he can be the guy on a championship team, but I think he's better than the guys they have. So, yeah, I, if I were Orlando, I probably would. In a vacuum. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I got to give up. Okay. What else? The, the New York Knicks.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt? No, no doubt. doubt. No so, doubt. it's funny, because, like, I feel like the New York Knicks, obviously, they're a big market team and the biggest market in the league, right? Mm-hmm. But they're in that same boat as the magic, right? Where they just need to get a they need star power. They just need to get somebody, right? But you fall into the trap that the Knicks fall into so many times in the past where when you get these guys and you don't foster an environment where they could succeed. Or you get the guy at the end of the road, um, or the guy that that has played well, but it, like the Zach Randolphs. It just doesn't work there, right? Or or sure. someone that's it's just not a fit, but you got him because he was a name. Or you get the name and you do, and it doesn't work out like a
2: Carmelo Anthony. Well, Melo yeah, Melo, they went to the playoffs one year there with Melo, right? Like, but yeah, not what they would have expected. See, I think I think Russ still has something in the tank. I don't I don't think he's gonna be the guy from three seasons ago. Um, but I think this year, like he was playing fantastic. Um early, pre-bubble, Russ was playing arguably as well as you know, most people. In the NBA, the numbers were were pretty ridiculous. Um, and for a team like the Knicks, who aren't in a championship hunt right now, I think you could get two more years out of Russ. The problem with the Knicks and Russ, as I see it, is Tibbs is coaching the Knicks. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that being a good fit. So you know, give, after a little bit more thought, maybe not. But if if Tibbs wasn't there and the Knicks were who they were or who they are, I would I would say yes to Russ. Okay. Um, the Pistons. <sighs> You're just going you're going to hit me with all of these teams all of this like nah. um yes another team where like all of these teams fall in the same category for me like they don't have a, a guy so if I was a t- and they're not close to like vying for a championship Russ for me is a player where if I have a guy and an established hierarchy and my guy's good enough and I'm close I don't know that I want to upset that apple cart. You, you know, but like all yeah. of these teams that are, except for New York, you're, you're naming teams that are a little bit of ways off. They don't have a true number one, um, two smaller markets out of the three that you mentioned. Like all of those are destinations I think would be, would be good for Russ. Yeah, not, I not think contractually that, or anything like that. Cause again, I'm not digging into all of that.
0: Well, when you're getting to the magic or getting teams like the magic or, uh, even maybe the Sacramento Kings, somebody like that, or these, these smaller market teams that just want to star, man. Like they just want to be, they want to be relevant. They yeah. want to be in the conversation of things, right? They want to at least be, um, on a national TV games, right? The way you do that is get it. You sometimes you just got to take a chance to just overpay a guy. Yep. Right. But they're doing that for relevance. They're not necessarily doing that for a championship. Like, the, are the are the Charlotte Hornets going to win a championship? No. 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 Are the Magic going to win a championship? No.
2: That's why you get a player like Russ. It's kind of like for credibility in a weird way. Absolutely. Mike D'Antoni used to say, you know, only only one team is going to win a championship, right? Like we wanted to be that team, but anything short of that, at least be exciting. You know what I mean? And our, that's the way we played. It's the style he liked, and and you know, at the time. I didn't really, I guess, hear what he was saying, but that's, that's what entertainment is, right? Like, Hey, listen, bro, we're trying to win championship, but we got, we have to be excited enough for people to tune in. And, and if we are, you know, that gives us more swings at, at potential players and, and, Mm -hmm. and and whatnot. And then we might be able to get to the, to the, to the Holy grail, but be exciting. If you, you know, if anything, be excited. Yeah. And I don't know,
0: man, the other thing that is frustrating, like Russ is who he is right now, right? Like, I don't know if I. Do you see Russ as the guy that that caters his game down the line for a team that you know what I mean for a championship that just says I'm gonna take a back seat for a chip
2: right? Russ plays one way. Look, I love. I'm a Russ fan. Um, me too. Me too. I love his style. I love how hard he goes. I like the chip on his shoulder that he's always played with super res- respect. What he does. I. 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 This year was a was a. This year kind of showed me. The answer to the question you just posed, like I thought he would go in there. I thought he would really commit um to being a better shooter, you know what i mean and 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 you know, because those things can carry you into the twilight a little bit more gracefully in today's yeah. nBA and i you know I'm not saying that he didn't try to become one, but you know it didn't look like it translated, and so then it begs the question can it can it change and then I don't think it does. I think he exists in the nBA because of the way he plays. If you ask him to play a different way. I don't think it works. I don't think he is the the guy that we're saying would would be a star in Detroit and get them nationally televised games in the long run, like short term, yes, but you're asking him to take a backseat to people and play a different way. I don't think he is Russell Westbrook.
0: Yeah, and another thing though, like, and also I don't know if I can, I, I trust Russ to get you to the playoffs, but If it's his team, I don't trust, even when he has a guy alongside him and he has to be the lead dog, I don't trust him in the postseason. I mean, you talk about after Kevin Durant left, right? Lost in the first round. Mm -hmm. The second year after Kevin Durant left, lost in the first round. The third year after Kevin Durant left, lost in the the first round. Did I say third round? No, he lost in the first round. In the first round, every year after Kevin Durant left, except for this past bubble season, he was a seven games he was a seven game series away, and in the final minute away from potentially going out in the first round again to his former team after somebody got traded straight up for him. Right? Yep. He almost got traded. I mean, he almost got beat by Chris Paul, who got traded for him.
2: Yeah. Look. That all speaks for itself. I think it's the style, Logan. The NBA, you know, I, I hate to oversimplify it, but if you play hard, I mean, you have, there, there has to be a benchmark for, for the, how, your, how talented your team is, right? But let's say you've met the threshold for minimum talent that you need to win games in the NBA. Some teams don't, but let's say you do, just by playing hard through the course of 82 games, you can win a lot of games during the regular season in the NBA, like real talk, like you just by playing harder than the next team. And Russ is going to set that tone for his team every night. That's who he is. Um, so you're going to make the playoffs. Like you're going to get in the playoffs with a guy like Russ, who keeps everybody fired up, keeps teams playing hard, like never has taken a night off leads by example. But stylistically, when you get into the playoffs, there have to be nuances to that game. And, and Russ doesn't, necessarily have the nuance to his game. He plays one way. Now, he plays one way better than I could have ever imagined playing one way, but but you can counter that when you're a team in the playoffs. Really sit down, dissect what he's doing, and game plan for that, which makes it exponentially harder for him to do it.
0: How do you guard uh, Westbrook in the playoffs? How would
2: you guard him? What do you mean, how would I guard him? I would back up. Would you Would you just give him the Rondo treatment? Like, yo, here you go. Yes, i back up. Um, I'd have my bigs catch him at the rim. Um... You know, not even really try to block the shot. Just come over and wall up. Be real big, straight verticality. Um, you know, and, and and try to get him caught up in the disrespect of backing up. Because he's going to shoot it. If you back up, he's going to shoot that thing. Right. And that's what I want. Like, I want the volume of shots from Russ. And even if, even if you know, he attacks me, because sometimes if a guy backs up off of you, it's it's an easier downhill because you got to run and start at him. And Russ used to attack Mm -hmm. that a little bit more when he was more athletic. Like he didn't settle for the jump shot. He was still coming at you, but he had more bounce. So he was finishing. Now he doesn't finish it the same way. So I just want to get you caught up in trying to score. Even if, you know, I'm disrespecting your jump shooting ability and backing up, get you caught up in trying to score the ball. I feel pretty good about that. Recording this 9 a.m.
0: Pacific time, free agency is about to start, Gratia. Yep. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy.
1: just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.
0: This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. And we're back. So, Raja, free agency. It's coming. Yeah. It'll probably commence by the time this podcast comes out. What is what? How did you approach free agency? Were you nervous right before that? Because usually it was it was at like midnight. It was really it was it was like late night. All you, you're staying up. You're talking to your agent. Your agent's probably talking to a GM. You're on pins and needles about what's gonna happen. Yeah. How did you approach that? Because everybody says the like, man, I'm gonna let my agent figure that out. I'm gonna do it. like, but come on, come on. You're paying attention. You care. <laughs> I don't
2: want to hear the BS. Right, how was it the night before free agency um it was like christmas Eve man it it was It was like Christmas Eve where you're waiting around trying to find out like what's in that big box like um wh- what do i what do I got what's what's going to be in there and so I would be really, really excited uh the night of free agency um when I was when I was a player that was going to be in the first wave. See, most agents know, or at least mine would tell me, "You're a first wave guy." So, first wave guy means I'm getting a call at twelve oh one from teams, or he's getting calls, and then they're calling me, setting up meetings, and trying to come down and see us and whatnot. Um, if I'm not a first wave guy, then you know, shit, I'm go to sleep and read about it in the morning, and then there's some anxiety as guys start to go off the board to different places and money starts to get spent. And and you're trying to figure out like how that how that works out for you. So it's you know, some of it depends on where you are in your career. But generally, if you thought you were a first wave guy, man, that shit was like Christmas Eve. What was your first tell me your first wave experience? Um, first wave experience. Uh I got calls. They started at twelve oh one. I was in I was in the shower. Um What 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 year is this? What what year are you a first wave guy? This was oh five. Um, okay. Yeah, it was oh five, I think. Is that right? Or 04? It was the year I went to Phoenix. Is the year I signed the deal. So um, my phone started blowing up. Like it was it was 12. I had like three meetings set up for people to come into Miami uh, in the next couple of days. And like Kevin McHale. And I think he was in Minnesota at the time and a few other places. And then, you know, m- my agent called me and Phoenix had, had made an offer. And I hadn't heard from Utah. But I really wanted to go back to Utah. And so I, um, Phoenix called. And they put like a take it or leave it deal kind of on the table where it was like, you know, it, it could be gone in the morning, <laughs> you know? but the money for me was great. Like at the time, how, I does, was, how
0: does, how does a take it or leave it deal? They're like, Hey man, we got, to, Hey, check this out. Or did, are they saying this to your agent and your agent is throwing this to you?
2: The age, my agent said it to me. He's like, I just got off the phone with Phoenix. You know, he called me. I was like, look, I've spoken to X, Y, and Z. I got meetings lined up. He was like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. Cause I got a call from Phoenix. Now I should have let me rewind. Before we went into uh um free agency, like I already had an idea of of like I had written down with my wife like like five of our destinations from 1 to 5 like where we wanted to Tell be. Tell me the destination. was Utah? It was Phoenix. Um uh at the time damn, I don't even remember. Those were my top 2. That's that was kind of my wish list and then I had I don't know if it was Chicago after that. There were a couple other places that I would play, but those were the two that I wanted to play in. I had been in Utah um and Steve and them were playing a, a style of ball in, in Phoenix where I was like, that shit could be really cool, you know? So those were my two places. My agent hits me. is like, look, I got some interesting, like, uh, interesting deal from Utah. Here's what it is. X, Y, and Z. You know, they say it's a kind of a take it or leave it deal. They want to get it done within 24 hours. So I'm like, oh shit, like feed her to the fire. The money was better than I had anticipated because I, I had never been anything other than a minimum guy. So- mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's a lot of money uh, for me. Can we get more? You know, in free agency, he was like, well, you know, we might be able to eke out a few more, and we might lose a few in the process. He was like, I, this one's a hard one because it's a, it's a number where, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. And I said, okay, we'll call Utah and see what Utah wants to do because I'm, I'm coming from Utah. I really want to go back there. So he called Kevin O'Connor with the Jazz. Kevin KOC KOC. <laughs> Shout out. He called Kevin O'Connor with the jazz and Kevin O'Connor said, we'll talk tomorrow. Like they didn't want to, they didn't have any interest in negotiating with me that night. And so I felt kind of like, all right, well, fuck it. Like if you guys aren't going to negotiate, this is a taker to leave it. I don't know if it'll be there tomorrow. Like I'm going to take it. So we took the deal and me and my wife got dressed and we hit the bar. Oh, <laughs> Wait so, you were, wait, so you took the deal from Phoenix and was like, well, let's do it. I took the deal from Phoenix. Um, I, I don't know if I called Steve or not, but I, I, I took the deal from Phoenix. Um, the money was more than I could ever have imagined I would make. Like, in retrospect, it's funny to say that when guys are making that, like, like, in one year now who do what I did. But at the time, it was fantastic. So we got dressed. We went out. We celebrated, man. I was, I was hype. You was in Utah? I was in Miami Beach. Oh, okay. Oh, you yeah, was, you yeah. was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we were, yeah, yeah, we were out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boo,
0: the bag just landed. Let's go. We're good. Let's go. We're good. We're good. Drinks on I, me. <laughs> but how, okay, so how often um, are the because I I was, I was sitting in on a um, Zoom with uh Warriors GM, Bob Myers, and he was mm-hmm. talking, to, he alluded to the fact that a lot of, that, that free agency will go by fast, right? It'll go, it'll go faster than anticipated. Um, and what I gather from that is um, that a lot of these deals might be set in stone already, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How how soon before a free agency are the deals kind of like yo, wink, wink? You know how 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 much how sooner do you agree to a deal before it's it's actually done beforehand? Well, before you can
2: actually sign it. Like
0: before the, you can I'm, actually sign it. Yeah. Like before well, like there's the a
2: moratorium, right. Or whatever they, that's called where like, you're going to agree to the deal. Like I agreed to that deal the night of, uh, I don't know what, what was it August 1st or whatever it was. Yeah. And then July, I couldn't, 1st? July 1st, I couldn't okay. sign that deal until whenever. So that's a weird time because no, like
0: before the moratorium, though, do you, do you like have little fillers? Do, do people, obviously people talk before then, right?
2: Yeah. Like, well, so I knew there would be interest. Like, so let's say the last time I was a free agent, right? I, I had, I had been living in Piedmont, um, and once I told the Warriors I wasn't going to play that year because I was coming off that torn wrist, like, they wanted me to play the last four or five games, I knew what teams were going to have interest, you know, from my agent. Like, they had already talked to my agent before I got cut. I would use my pregame routine to kind of audition. Like, I was out there working hard in pregame, showing whatever, you know, other club was in the building. Like, that i was oh, healthy you was
0: really you was really out here like the equivalent to instagram now
2: you was doing the workouts
0: you was full sweat like ah he oh, was word, like word
2: word like getting up ah. and down full court shot like how many times you see a dude working full court in pregame like i was that yeah. guy i was working full court just let everybody know i'm healthy so so i knew who had interest but i didn't have a like i didn't we weren't talking numbers you know what i'm saying so what happened to me was teams like miami who really were like yo you know, Pat Riley was like, Yeah, we really have interest in him. Like, we think, you know, I didn't know that LeBron and them were getting together that year, but they had expressed interest. Um, by the time they called me the next morning, when Eric Spoelstra called me, it was for the minimum. So, Wait, so I, you, you so this, so
0: let's 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 revert. Let's 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 go back a second. I, let's right. go back a second. Right. You said something this is 2010, I'm assuming, right? This is 2010. Correct. Because as correct. you said, because you said LeBron James. Yeah. you could have played with LeBron but the bag wasn't right. So you could have played, this is, this is some real one's history, you could have played with Kobe, but the bag wasn't right, and you went to Utah. That's the same year. right? Wait, so you, okay, so bring me through this, right? So this one year, with well, the same summer where you're about to talk, you talked to Kobe, and you were having the same lunch with Kobe, and you took the bag in
2: Utah. So right? that, that year, Kobe called me, um, so I got a call from my agent at 1201 saying he spoke to the Lakers, Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, bet. Now the Miami thing didn't sort itself out right away, right? Like I wasn't okay. a, I wasn't a first tier guy that year. So um, the next day, so this was, I don't know, July 1st, uh, during the day, I was in the street in Melville, New York with my sons and 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 the, and Kobe's number popped up. So I took the call and, you know, he told me, you know, what was popping in Miami. He was like, they're getting this team together. They think they're going to run away with it, you know, but we're not having it. We're going to try to do our own thing down here. And, he literally said to me anybody who could close line me in a playoff game I want that motherfucker on my team so I was like bet like I, I, I have yeah dog like I want to get down like let's see what's, what's, what's gonna happen but they spent their money up too so like the money that they had they spend their money on that year? Stevie Blake um okay pieces like that Steve's my man so yeah, I, you know I it's didn't have no beef that, yeah. but, but it is what it is right so I had, I had to say no to that Logan I had I had miles to feed bro
0: so tell me, so, and then, and then how serious was Miami though? Like what? So you see, you see the decision on television. and you are like, I could play here. Well, what well, how did that go? I was
2: like, yes, I could play here. So when Eric Spolstra hit me the next. When does Eric hit you? All right. I don't want to be wrong with this. Eric Spolstra, I'm watching it go down. Like, so they signed, I'm pretty, they, LeBron and thing, thing happened. Then they re-inked Udonis and they got Mike Miller. Right. Mm-hmm. So money starts to be spent. And when Mike goes, I'm like, well, shit. Like, that's kind of what I do. So, you know, where are we going? Because I know they have interest, but it looks like I'm at the back of the line in terms of interest, right? So Spo hits me and he's like, yo, it's finally time for you to come play at home. And I'm like, okay, but correct me if I'm wrong. Like, you guys only have the minimum left. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, that's no. Can't do that, bud. Raza about
0: the bag, bro. Raza is about the bag. That's one thing we've, we've learned about this on The Real Ones. He has spurned hey. two organizations. Sp- <laughs> he has spurned two championship <laughs> opportunities because the bag was just better. You could have went home. We could have had you could have had that that Miami weather you talked about, right? No doubt. You could have had that LA weather that me and Sasha talked about, the California weather, right? Yep. She was like, nah, hey, bro, I'm gonna get this bag, bro. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Utah, eat this vaulters every two weeks, and I'm <laughs> gonna we're we are we going to going to
2: figure it out. <laughs> it was Cochina Toscana at the time. He didn't have vaulters yet, but it was still banging. Um, so it came down to them and and the bulls. And the bulls were offering me like more per year on a two-year deal and the money was about the same, and Utah was spread out over three years. So we were going into a lockout, and I didn't know how much of that first year I was going to lose percentage-wise, right? So I'm like, well, it's probably better if we spread it out over three. I take less of a hit on year one. I can recoup it in two and three. So we went, we went to Utah.
0: Okay. So, so Utah did the three-year deal yeah. for you? Okay. Yeah. And Okay, so, all right. I, I get that. I, I see it. You, th- th- we, we forget.
2: What? What's up? Listen, dog, I could have, I mean, in retrospect, the Miami thing could have been a good look. But once you start playing for the minimum, at that point in my career, I I don't know That's that all there's, you're gonna play for. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if I could play enough more years at the minimum to make up the the roughly ten that Utah gave me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was tough. But I, my my career probably wouldn't have ended the way it ended. It was it was like when when me and Ty Corbin got into it. That was some shit.
0: Yeah. We could talk. We're gonna talk about that at some point in this, in this podcast. Just y'all
2: stay tuned. That's why y'all listen to the real ones. But that is gonna be. Listen, if you want to hear what really went down, like some wild shit, I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened in that locker room that night.
0: Okay, I'm trying to get messy. Well, we actually, I want to get to that. Actually, you All just right. you, the way you said that. Let's get to that in a second. One All second. Right. Um, but there is also another side of that, right? Where if you do play for a Miami Heat team. That's historic. You're always going to be linked to that team, and you're always going to be able to bake bread because you're just in the you were in that locker room, right? And you'll sure. and you'll always you will. That's the thing about the Warriors, too, right? Like you'll all because you were on that team, you will always be remembered and always be able to capitalize on that, right? Yep. That's another argument to that. But you just we just got we just you just got some stuff. What happened with you? You and Utah with Ty Corbin?
2: So Utah is not unlike what we were talking about with 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 Russ you know, a minute ago, and, and even James Harden. Although, I make, let me make it clear, I'm not comparing myself to the like that type of player in a the star. You're not
0: Russell I, Westbrook? I,
2: <laughs> no, but, you know, part of going to, and I talked about choosing the bag, and we were talking about the bag. Mind you, none of those teams were bad teams. Like, they were all, like, obviously Miami with LeBron and them were going to be closer to a chip. Like you had Kobe, but Utah was a really good team with Darren Williams and they were bringing in Al Jefferson. You had a young Paul Millsap, Andre Kirilenko, Mehmet Okor. That's a good basketball team. Do you know what I mean? Had been making the playoffs and, and bringing in Al at the time. I thought we were going to be really good. Chicago was a really good team. So I wasn't choosing like to go to bum teams. Like I was, I was going to go to a good team for the most money. So that season like, like was a shit show. They traded Darren. Um, he got into it with Jerry, like their thing happened. We were losing, Ty Corbin got the job. And then like, you know, I was Ty's guy at first, bro. Like real talk, he pulled me in, we were in Phoenix. He was like, hey, I'm going to need you as kind of like a voice in the locker room to kind of, you know, uh, have my back. And so I was like, oh, I got you, bro. Like I was excited, but dude, got a head coaching job like in Utah, like this is cool, man, I got you. So, you know, we started like that and then we just weren't very good. Um, and and Ty and I started getting a little sideways like off some you know I I stop into the family room like on the way out to 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 see my wife and kid. my kids were babies man they were little they yeah. were excited to be at the games I'd go high five it was a buddy give him a kiss and shit and Ty would call me in and be like hey man heard you were in the family room like what are you doing in there how do you think that looks to people and i'm like what the fuck it don't look like shit like you know what you what are you worried about well it looks like you're talking about me i'm like bro you worry about the wrong shit like i'm in there to see my wife you know, kiss the kids, bro. It, it, it gives me a little refresh at, at halftime. I'll come out and do my job. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh,
0: so you would do this during the game? You go to the family room during the game and say what's at, up? At halftime, because it's, right, it's it.
2: right in the tunnel. Like, my kid's standing in the tunnel, right? So, like, I take him yeah. back in, kiss my wife, and then I walk right back out the tunnel. So, you know, but I, I heard where he was coming from. I had never had that problem in the NBA. Then the, the anthem thing, like, I would, I would kind of, you know, I, would, I always had the BGs, like, when I was young in my career. So I would kind of go back, use the restroom, stretch, and then come back out. It had never been an issue, and then Ty jumped on me about that. So I'm like, "Damn, is he just he's fucking with me, right?" Like this isn't like I've always done this. I did it with Jerry a month ago, and it was never an issue. So as that starts to happen, like I start to get, you know, whatever. Then they, you know, they tell me Gordon's gonna start starting, and they tell me before the game that was a little messy for me, and you know, and the right media start the game like right before the game, dog. So I'm like, whatever. It's your it's your choice to to handle it like that. It's your right to handle it like that. But we are in Philadelphia. Um, I am pissed, right? He pulls me out of the game. I'm not playing well. Uh,
0: is Philly, for context, is Philly one of those cities because you had a, a history here that you just want to ball in, that you just want to like, that the cities that you like to play in?
2: Yes, I like, I you want to represent in Philly because that's where you started, right? So like, I want to yeah. do well in Philly, but it didn't really have any bearing on what happened that night. We were just okay. bad. We were a selfish team. He didn't ever address it. Um, guys were going for theirs and I didn't play like that. So, you know, he pulled me out and I go down to the end of the bench and I said some shit like, give me the fuck out of here or something like that, right? So, you know, he doesn't play me again in the first half or the second half and we lose the game. Um, mind you, that was like first quarter. So we lost the game um, and I'm sitting in my locker and he comes in and he's, you know, saying this, that, and that. And he looks over at me, he says, and then you, you know, you go over and, and, I, and, and all right, I was feeling bad about what I did. So what I was going to do was what I tend to do, like when I do dumb shit, is just be like, hey man, I fucked that up. Like I shouldn't have done that. Like that's my bad. And keep it moving. But this is what he did prior to me getting a chance to do that. He was like, you know, you, you go over there, or you come out of the game and say that shit and 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 we can't win a game because of that. And I was like, what? I said, wait. I said, bro. Now I'm the whole team's around. I'm like, dog, you're wait a minute. You're saying that what I did coming out of the game cost us the game? Like I lost us the game. And he fumbled. He was like, well, you know, what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You lost us the game. And I said, well, then you're a stupid motherfucker. And he said, what? <laughs> bro, he said, what? I said, you're a stupid motherfucker if you're saying what happened between me coming out of the game in the first quarter is the reason we lost that game. And bro, like the whole locker room looked around like, uh-oh, right? Like everybody, dog, every, yeah, like just like that. So everybody's, everybody's on like, their
0: phones and then they look, they're like,
2: dog, everybody. So silence. We all get dressed. He calls me in the locker room. He's like, hey, man, you're not going to come on the rest of this trip into the coach's locker room. I'm like, whatever, bro. He was like, uh, you know, we're getting you cab- How many more games you guys got? Two uh, ga- one game, two games on the road trip. Like, it's short. Um, he's like, we're going to get cab to come get you, um, take you back to the hotel. You'll have a flight tomorrow. I'm like, all right, bet. So, you know, I'm waiting in there for the, the cab don't come. So now I got to get back on the bus because they can't leave me. So I get on the bus, like you know i walk past him on the bus he's looking crazy and everybody in the back is like bro you know oh shit no you really <laughs> It's did the that. most exciting you know, shit that i've been on It's crazy, bro so um <laughs> they get me to the, they get me to the hotel they go to the airport or they go to the airport i'm on the bus then the bus drops me at the hotel and then i get back to utah and i meet with him and kevin o'connor like two days later when they get back and uh i go in and kevin's like well you know um I'm assuming you're going to ask me for a trade. And I was like, nah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not asking for a trade. I was like, look, that shit happened. Like I probably shouldn't have said that, but I ain't, I've never had a loss blamed on me in an NBA game, whether it was my fault or not. And it surely wasn't my fault the other night. So like that it triggered me, bro. Like you blame a loss on me that I ain't got nothing to do with. And I lost my cool. But I'm not asking for a trade. Like I'm a grown man. Like I like living in Utah. I signed up to play here. Like I could get past that. Like if he could get past that. And I said, Ty, if you can't get past that, let me know now. And I will and I'll say, let me go. He looked me in the face. He was like, no, we're good. I said, all right. The motherfuckers buried me. Buried me underneath the bench. Underneath the bench, bro. So did you have to suit up or just straight DMPs? Oh, they suited me up and DNP'd me. Suited me up and DNP'd nice. me, which, which was fine. Nice. Like, hey, man, like <laughs> now I know that I can just fucking play golf because like I'm never going to play. So it, it got so awkward, dog, that like we were in San Antonio for the playoffs and he would, we made one three, look that shit up. We made one three in a playoff series as a team. One fucking three. He would not put me in the game ever, ever. So like I was like, this shit's just comical. So I would be coming back from the golf course with my clubs on my back Like, and he would be going down for the first bus to go to a playoff game. Like, and he'd hop out of the elevator. I'd be standing there with my golf clubs on my back looking at him like, hey, bud. I go up and change. I it was a a fucked up situation, though. I've never, ever said what happened in that locker room that night. But yeah, I call him a stupid motherfucker. Oh. (laughs) You wanted it. You asked for it. Hey, bro. Hey, that was
0: that was awesome. That was one of those things where we had something under Red Down, bro, and it just whoop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, now it cost me like uh it cost me like the next year. Um, I stayed home that year. Like they were like, you could come, we want you to come back, but you can't address what happened last year. You can't talk about this. This is Dennis Lindsay now. I'm like, then nah, I'm staying at home. Like I'm not, what the fuck? I'm not coming back there with rules like. like like, y'all just gonna be telling people what happened. I can't say shit about it. So they left me at home. They took me all the way to like, they took me on their roster all the way to like the day where I couldn't make someone else's roster for the playoffs. Oh, I was playing tennis in a doubles tournament with my dad down in Miami shores. And it was the day and my agent called me. He was like, hey, they got you. I was like, what? He was like, they, they, they cut you. I was like, okay, bad. Let's, he was like, but it's, it's one day past the deadline dog. You can't sign with a playoff team.
0: Damn. Yeah. So, so like, they got me. Honestly, they got me. They got you, but you still was getting, you was collecting checks living in Miami Beach for a whole season though. For a whole so who season. who really went out to do I was who on really a PGA won? tour. I was on a
2: PGA tour. I was getting paid to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that reminds me, of, that reminds me, I mean, like of like Andre Godala who played last year and um, before he got to the Heat, he was with Memphis collecting, you know, like 17 mil. Yeah. But he was staying out here. You you could see Andre around, just chilling, right. <laughs> working out. But he was just he was just around. He was in San Francisco sometimes. Was it around right. in the East Bay? Not just a bad get, life, bro. As long paid. as you stay in
2: shape, you know what I'm saying. Getting paid, bro.
0: Getting what you want to do today? No, I'm just I don't know, bro. Just chilling, bro. What you want to <laughs> do today?
2: What <laughs> good it, good work it, if you could get it. Good work if you could get it. And like I, you know, the end of my career was was not. It didn't play out the way I wanted it to. After that, so like I, you do know, do
0: you have any regrets on that though? Do you have any regrets on how how that uh, story played out, and also how the end of your
2: career went because of that? Um, I mean, deep down, probably, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, like I was a I was a grown ass man, bro. We had had enough. Like I didn't even touch on all the little exchanges and bullshit we had had, and that he had said, and that you know, so like. I felt really good about that. There wasn't a whole lot of tread left on my tire anyway. I would have probably got like a, you know, a vet minimum somewhere to play or something like that. But like, there wasn't a lot of tread left. So I could sleep at night because he deserved to hear that shit.
0: All right. Now, before we get to real ones, just some things. I just want to like, I just want to um, wrap up some things real quick. Uh, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Lakers trading of a former real one guest, Danny Green.
2: Ooh. To the Oklahoma City Thunder for Dennis Schroeder.
0: How do you feel? I mean, that's I feel like that's that's a good deal.
2: Yeah, Danny, I'm sorry, bro. Um, Lakers, good deal,
0: good deal, good deal. I mean, you know that means and that means Rondo's probably going to leave. Do you is
2: that cool? Do you think that that's? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I would let Rondo go if I had Dennis Schroeder. I'd let I'd let Rondo go. I I like Rondo though, but Dennis Schroeder's tough, bro.
0: Also, also the uh, I I believe the 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 um. The Lakers will have their full mid-level exception, and a guy by the name of Wes Matthews is on the market.
2: Ooh, another good fit. Tough, another
0: one. Defensive the Lakers, the shooter. Lakers could they could do something. What do you think about their repeat chances with the moves that they're making? Oh,
2: I like them. Hey, listen. That was always you. If you remember, like my question always revolved around what tinkering around the edges can you do to stay fresh enough? Because as they were constituted, like a few a few months ago, I didn't know if that team was going to win a championship. You start getting younger with Dennis Schroeder, and 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 you know, I I can't necessarily say Wesley Matthews is younger, but I, I think you keep extending that window, bro. Yeah. Also, what was another thing we always said about
0: this with the Lakers? They. Need to give LeBron and AD help. No doubt, the pressure can't always be on AD and LeBron. They're two top five players, obviously. But when you get into the season and things like that, you need other guys to kind of help to get some wins. Um, playmakers, any playmakers, playmakers, playmakers that can get some wins. And also, when you get to the postseason, other guys that can step up. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you can get a West Matthews to pair with a Dennis Schroeder and. Kuz is on your team and you have other guys that can do things yeah that could dog. be good man yeah, deeper dog. team i think that the, i think the lakers are the favorite to win the title next year
2: or yeah. this year yeah until until uh until james harden goes to brooklyn and then all all sh- know, all man. shit's going to break loose but no, i'm i'm look we've already discussed that i don't think that makes them i got i think they got a better chance um running it with them too also don't sleep on the warriors I don't sleep on the Warriors. I'm not. I, listen, bro, You, I said something about the Warriors a couple weeks ago. Like You were like, nah. Like I don't think they're um, – I, I never sleep on the Warriors.
0: With all the – okay, with all the moves right now, the Warriors are going to be right in the thick of things. They're going to be – I thought they were going to be like a 5-6 seed at the beginning of this summer, but I think they're, they're going to be right there, especially with all the time that uh, Steph has not played, all the time that Clay has not played. They're so fresh right now, and they get somebody in free agency. Just watch out because they can come out they can come out swinging. Um, let's get to real one of the week. Real one of the week um someone who exemplifies everything that it means to be a real one, someone, something, an organization, whatever you want to call it. My real one of the week is DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hop I guess it's two. DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray yeah. for that that bomb. Ooh. That Hail Mary bomb. To beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday, Dwayne has not Dwayne Haskins, DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry, I'm getting them all messed up. I'm not really in my football bag right yeah. now. But DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins just went through a sea of hands and caught that thing, Moss, everybody on the field, and also Kyler Murray with that incredible fucking throw. Do you know? Going against the gra- – I played football. I played Bro. quarterback in high school. Bro. You go against your body and throw – <laughs> a motherfucking hellberry like that against <laughs> your body. at Right before you're getting hip, just to have a chance. Opposite way.
2: Yeah. 50-yard rope.
0: 50-yard rope. About to get string, smashed.
2: About to get smashed. On a string through that thing. It's a good
0: real one. Real one. Real one. It's a good real and one. And also... Real one for for DeAndre, who they just straight up disrespected him and and who
2: said trading him away. They didn't even get a first round pick for the guy. That's why Bill O'Brien is watching the game instead just of like coaching the one of during the same time mm. because you do dumb shit like that. Come on, dog. Real one. Real one like why well, should double down on you're just a stupid motherfucker you go trade him for not even a first round pick god dog all right <laughs> not a real one <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a real one um so listen i was i was going to go football but i'm going to i'm going to switch it up i'm going to go two real ones um okay Moderna and Pfizer like let's talk big pharma right like for coming out okay. with covid um vaccinations that have had over 90% efficacy rate like that's really important where we are as a country right now i'm kind of excited about it it was big news um they might not meet dr. all fauci criteria said
0: dr fauci said we might all be out here by april we might all be vaccinated by april
2: dog like this shit is starting to really take a toll like on the mental state of families like you mm. know i mean like no, straight up like straight up Speak like it is real it's, it's been really you know, a tough time for a lot of people, dog. So seeing a little bit of light at the end of a tunnel um, is huge. So real ones for that. Yes.
0: Make sure you guys check in our other uh, shows this week. There's a little change in the shows. Mismatch um, will be on Tuesdays like normal. Group chat will be on Wednesday morning like normal. But there will be two special Ringer NBA live shows with Bill Simmons Ryan Rossillo and Kevin O'Connor, not the Utah jazz, Kevin O'Connor, the real Kevin O'Connor out here in these streets. And <laughs> you might, you might catch Raja before and after the draft. Who knows? You might. Who, Who knows? knows? You might. There'll also be a special post ringer NBA show after the draft on Thursday morning with Kevin O'Connor, Jonathan Sharks, and J Kyle Mann, and your regular mismatch on Friday. You can follow all these on the ringer, NBA show on Spotify also check out some other podcasts that we have the ringer NFL show has been been doing great things um, I saw my guy Kalen Jones on there that was tight tap in with all of that on Spotify we'll see you guys next week tap in holla